Hello? Hello, is this microphone on? Can you hear him? It's me, Gino, everybody. And uh, if you're new here, then it's an absolute pleasure to have you. And if you've been here before, well, welcome back. I appreciate it. The podcast is back. I'm super excited about it. And uh, we got a special one for you today. I'm I'm going to have a little uh, sleepy time tea here. Hold on a second. Because I have been staying up very, very late. My sleep schedule is all off lately. It's uh, I stay up all night long. And then in turn, I sleep all day. I'm much like a vampire, which uh, was cool when I was younger. But now I'm a little too old for this now. So uh, I got to get back on a good sleep schedule. I've become like a kid where uh, now that I'm no longer at the radio station, I'm just doing the podcast and doing some other stuff, I feel like, ah, I can do what I want. I can stay up late if I want. So I initially just started forcing myself to stay up later than I normally would just because I could. Sometimes it's a good feeling just to be like, you know what? I'm going to stay up till 3 in the morning, watch what I want, eat what I want, sleep in tomorrow. But that uh, that does catch up with you, and, and it, it's done that with me now. So I've got to get back on a, sleep, a good sleeping schedule here, get up early, conquer the day a little more. So I'm going to have this sleepy time tea. It's right now 10.30, and I'm just hoping to be asleep by, literally I'm hoping to be asleep by 1. If I could be asleep by 1, that would be good. But um, the past few nights, it's been 4 or 5 in the morning. And at that, I'll fall asleep for maybe 2 hours, and then boom, wait wake right up again, and then I'm wide awake, just laying there, tossing and turning. Uh, you don't need to know this. This is my problem, not yours. But the point is, I'm going to try to go to sleep soon, and that's that. Anyway, what I was trying to say is we have a very special show for you today. We're joined with the extremely likable, super intelligent, and multifaceted Jordan Gasly. Jordan is a YouTube vlogger, a paranormal researcher, a historian, and an all-around nice guy, most importantly. We had this conversation earlier, and uh, it was a wonderful talk. I've known Jordan for a couple years now via social media, but this is the first time we actually spoke using our voices. It's a quite, quite a novel idea, isn't it? We should all try to do that more often. Talk with our normal voices as opposed to texting and tweeting and stuff like that. But it was a pleasure to talk to Jordan. Uh, we cover a ton of stuff. We talk Disney. We talk vlogging. We talk paranormal things and fake psychics and uh, productivity, all sorts of stuff. So it was a very pleasurable experience, very delightful conversation. I, I think you'll enjoy it. And um, I do want to mention, though, Jordan lives in Atlanta, and I live in New York, so we uh, had to do it via the computer, and uh, it worked out pretty well, but there are a few audio glitches here and there that you'll, you'll hear. Nothing that makes it unlistenable. If anybody makes this unlistenable, it's me. Uh, but it's not on the actual audio quality. But a couple times you'll hear some microphones go in and out. And I figured it out. It's actually, I think when we spoke at the same time, if maybe I tried to jump in and interject or if I laughed in the background, it tended to screw something up there. So uh, hopefully we'll work that out for the next interview we do. But um, like I said, it's a minor, minor thing. Other than that, wonderful conversation with Jordan. Please subscribe if you haven't. Like I said, we're back. We're going to be putting out more podcasts, more content, more interviews. It's it's exciting. It's exciting times here. So please hit the subscribe button. You can like us over on Facebook if you haven't. Facebook.com slash The Geno Show. G-E-N-O is how I spell it. Also, we're available on the Anchor app. Anchor is a fairly new podcasting app. So you can download the Anchor app to your phone. Type in Geno. And then when you see my little show pop up, you have the option where you could send a message. You could send a comment or a question to be answered on the next podcast. Tell me 
you what you enjoy about the show. Tell me what you don't like. Just interact. So interact over there. And uh, that's that. We're going to build a little community here and celebrate life. So here we are. It's Gino's Slice of Life. Enjoy. Jordan, thank you so much for being here. Gino, thank you so much for having me, sir. This is this is amazing because this is, I believe I've known you, in quotes, um, pushing two years now, but this is the first time that Jordan and I have, have ever spoken, I believe, right? Yeah, at least person to person. I mean, like, we've sent text messages and, and like, Twitter and Facebook messages, but, like, a spoken conversation, this is the first time. This is pretty amazing. Um, 30 minutes before this doesn't count. <laughs> That was dress rehearsal. Yeah, yeah, it was that, a practice. It was a practice. It's uh that 30 minutes beforehand was Jordan trying to teach me how to figure out how to go live. And uh it's really the matter of clicking a button, <laughs> but for some reason <laughs> in fairness, we both had to google it. So <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I feel like you were the navigator and I just <laughs> <laughs> troublesome uh sidekick like wait, what what what? Yeah, huh? But here we are now. It looks like it's working, and um, and it's lovely to have you here. Yeah, we met uh, through Twitter a while ago. Uh, like I said, I think it is pushing the two-year mark. Yeah, because uh, I, I feel like we started chatting back and forth around the time that I was thinking about starting my YouTube page. Yeah, that's my first memory of ever interacting with you was you saying, you tweeting things like, I feel a need for a creative output. I, I, I've done music. I've done this. I've written. Yeah. For, and I remember tweeting you and saying, do it, man. Jump in. And and that was like the first time I think we ever spoke. And then shortly after, uh, yeah, I think you did your first vlog. Yeah. Yeah. So that would have been that would have been April of last year. So, yeah, pushing two years. Wow. Uh, timeline. Timeline checks out. Uh, Jordan will be fact checking everything I'm saying here. Uh, no, I won't. It I. <laughs> I remember, yeah, I found you on Twitter through through the Disney World. I went to uh, Disney in April 2016, and when I came home, I went to Disney and I went to Universal. When I came home from there, I, I missed it so much. I hadn't been to Disney since I was like 11, and I missed it, and I was like, man, I immediately want to go back. And I started to get on YouTube and and look at little videos of people walking through the parks then i started to follow people on on twitter and it was it was strictly out of just missing being there for the week that i was there and i realized oh goodness everyone's so positive on on disney twitter and everyone's so negative everywhere else and so what i did was i just deleted everyone on my twitter page that i was following that spoke about news that spoke about politics that spoke about anything but basically disney and fun stuff and that's what it was it was it became that i had like i followed like a hundred and something people you were one of them and uh and i just loved the the positivity and the funness and it wasn't you know nobody was talking about trump and nobody was screaming at each other it was just wow. nice disney stuff and that was how i originally found jordan that that must have been like the one week that the entire disney community <laughs> on twitter wasn't yelling at each other so, <laughs> so i feel like you probably picked the peak week to jump in uh and I, you know i'm not i'm not 
trying to talk trash on any like Disney community on Twitter because I, I actually may have made a lot of friends on the Disney community uh, on Twitter. Uh, but you know, just like any other social media site, like you know, things can go south pretty quick depending on whoever's outraged that day, right? But no, I've met some really awesome fr- uh, people today that like I call friends, like you. Uh, like my, uh, my buddies from the Mickey Mutineers, uh, which is a, a podcast that I do and, um, shameless plug for Mickey Mutineers <laughs> and, uh, a couple of other things like, uh, like the Disney at a distance podcast that I do. And then like the drunken Diz twits vlog cast that I do. So wow, you're a really, you're a really, uh, a podcasting veteran. Uh, well, <clears throat> let's, let's put veteran in air quotes. I feel like I just kind of jump on. Whenever somebody's like, hey, we need a person for a podcast, and I'll be like, ah, I can do it, I guess. <laughs> I, I, my list is, it goes, uh, I would say Joe Rogan, uh, Mark Marin. It's fun. These aren't my favorites, but these are the legends of podcasting. Next, yeah. I think you would I put you third. Really? L- listen, that's a, uh, that is a vote of confidence on my part, so I'm glad one of us has confidence in me. So. <laughs> no, that's awesome that you do do all those, do do all those podcasts, and- I have seen you and other people mention the negativity in the, in the Disney Twitter. Luckily, I guess I don't follow those people. I, I only see like pretty positive, fun stuff. So that's good that I'm out of the. Uh, yeah. I, I said I just realized I deleted my Twitter like four months ago, so I don't. <laughs> well, no. Well, I mean, then you're really out of it. So <laughs> yeah. So you don't hear anybody complaining. No, uh, the only one I ever saw was um, I, I and I don't know. We don't have to get too into it, and I could always cut this out. But there was the guy who uh would just block everyone out of nowhere, then unblock them. Then oh, <laughs> yeah, I know. I know which guy you're talking about and I know which, uh, which account it is. I, yeah. I won't say it. I won't say, it, um, and you can cut this out too, but, uh, this is a funny story. If you want to leave this part in, <laughs> uh, in a series of, or in, in within a time frame of 12 hours, I was followed, unfollowed, Followed again, blocked, unblocked, and then followed by that same account. Wow. I've never once talked to that guy at all. And I have no idea what I did, what I said, who on Twitter that I, I uh, conversed with that that person doesn't like. I, I don't know. I do not know. But I, you know, it was one of those things where I just sat back and I was like, well, if anything, I at least have this funny story. Yeah. So, yeah, that was my only experience with anything negative was just seeing people talk about them. Now, what goes on? Are, are people screaming at each other? Are they mad at Disney? What's the... No, I think ne- I think um, a lot of people have hot takes on parks. Mm-hmm. I guess that was the thing of 2018 was to just give a hot take just to, oh, well, I think this. Oh, okay, well, great. Congratulations. Um, but I, I also feel like anytime Disney makes a slightest change, there's like this huge wave of negativity that flows over. And, and I'm not going to say that it's not warranted. Um, cause obviously everybody feels a, a certain way for a certain reason. Uh, I guess I'm more easygoing. So whenever like Disney issues a change about something that's happening in the parks, I'm like, okay, cool. I want to see what it's like. And, uh, and then people are like, no, it's different from how I remember it. And I feel yeah. like that's the only argument. Oh, yeah. Like you said, people have a real problem with change. And that's a wonderful attitude that you have to to embrace it. I see now, I did see that uh, 
and I don't know where I saw it because I'm not on Twitter, but I did see some people upset about the robots are going to be starting taking pictures now. Yeah, that was the thing over the last two days. And uh, normally I'm I'm usually pro changes. Um, and, but this one, when I read it, I was like, man, I actually think I agree with the outrage on this one because they were they were taking the photo pass photographers away from the character meet and greets and they were going to replace them with, I guess, pre-constructed robotic boxes with of cameras i don't know i i my terminology is wrong on this but it was essentially a robot camera that was going to take the pictures instead of a human oh yeah that that is going to be a big change because they're going to miss out on a lot of uh probably candied moments and things like that so exactly yeah so um and uh, there was a huge backlash of on twitter luckily i had to uh i had to work that day so i missed the brunt of it and i kind of played catch up so yeah, I did mention vlogs earlier. You, Jordan is a vlogger, by the way, everyone. Everyone can follow him on YouTube, Jordan Gasly, G H A S T L Y. And um, what what initially got? Do you remember when you saw your first vlog ever on YouTube? Uh, yeah. Um, it was. I didn't know what I was doing. I got into vlogging via the Disney community, actually. Uh, I'm a really big fan of a married couple who vlogs down in Orlando by the name of uh, Tim and Jen Tracker. And from them, I actually started to watch a whole bunch of other vlogs. Uh, people like Adam the Woo, uh, Ears to You. A lot of people who would sometimes vlog theme parks, but sometimes would go and just vlog other things. And I, I thought to myself, man, that's, that's pretty cool. I, I never once thought about doing it in terms of getting paid to do it because whenever you're like a YouTube vlogger, it's very much DIY. Like, I mean, you're, you're filming stuff, you're editing stuff, you're uploading stuff to your page. So, um, yeah, I got into it just, uh, I was, was also around a time where I was a year out of college and I was trying to find full-time work and I wasn't, and I was just kind of doing nothing and I felt bored and lazy and I was sitting on the couch all weekend and I thought there's, I've got to be able to do something. And so I thought, well, why don't I start a vlog? That way it would kind of uh, scratch this creative itch that I had. But at the same time, it would also get me off the couch during the weekends. So uh, I'm not wasting time just sitting on a couch, you know, getting, getting fat, eating junk food. I can actually go out and experience something. I could take my, take video. And whenever I, started and actually to this day i still only film my vlogs with my my phone uh i had when i started i had an iphone 6 plus or 7 plus and uh now i just upgraded to like the xs max so i've been filming this stuff on my phone and my I, my phone goes with me everywhere so i thought well why don't i just film stuff and i'll throw it together to make like an eight or ten minute video throw it up on youtube and if anybody bites then cool it's a thing so I kind of went for it, and uh, that was my first vlog was up, uploaded. I think the end of April of last year. Yeah, I tell you, I've I've if you've done anything in the past few weeks, I, I have not unfortunately seen them. I'll have to catch up today. But um, the last <laughs> thing I remember watching was uh, like the haunted houses you went to, and uh, I was like, wow, I could see how you consistently improved and how got more comfortable in front of the camera and with editing. And they're really, really enjoyable vlogs to watch. I uh, I strongly suggest anyone out there who does watch YouTube, or even if you don't, 
this is your perfect time to start to watch Jordan. But it's interesting. I apparently we have the same uh, intro to vlogs because yeah, mine was like I said a couple years ago when I got home from uh, from Universal in Orla in uh, Disney. And I just wanted to relive it again. I had no clue that vlogging even existed. I just wanted to relive someone walking through the park. So I would Google, you know, Disney walkthrough and stuff. And slowly, I remember Tim Tracker being the one of the very first I saw and Adam the Woo actually being one of the very first vloggers I saw. And I thought, what is this? This is vlog. This, I hadn't even heard the word. Now vlog, vlog. And now I'm like, this is a whole thing. And then once you go down the rabbit hole, you're like, this is a this is a a vast vast area of people just i like you only watched uh for the parks initially but now you get into people's lives now you're seeing them wake up and they're going to the store and in the beginning you're like why am i watching this why am i watching this guy through go through the drive through and then the next thing you know you're like you're caught up in the person's life and you want to right. know what's going on. it's a very very interesting uh yeah you know. and it's uh it's also um I, you said earlier, like how you thought I, I, I look a little bit more comfortable in front of the camera, man, I am still uncomfortable in front of that camera. I can tell you, I, uh, late, like the last couple of weeks why I went to vlog, uh, my buddy Morgan, who, uh, he has a vlog, but I think he's taking some time off at the moment. Um, he lives around me. Uh, we funny story. We met on Twitter. We went to the same college. And we even had the same class one semester, but this is before I knew him. So we did this really weird circle thing where he's like, oh, I got to go to class. And then he posted a picture of the social science building on our campus. And I'm like, wait a minute, I go to that college too. And he's like, oh, wait a minute. I think we had a class together. I was like, did we? <laughs> so it turns out we did. And then we've been buds ever since. But uh, my wow. buddy Morgan, it's pretty crazy, right? That's that's amazing. Yeah. But no, like we've been we've been buds ever since. So anytime like I want to go and do especially around Halloween, there's a lot of fun stuff to do in the Atlanta area uh, around Halloween. So uh, I always like, hey, man, because he's a lot of my friends don't necessarily get the vlogging thing. They, they know that I do it and they know that I have fun doing it, but I don't think they fully grasp it. So Morgan, who is also a vlogger, gets it. So anytime I'm like, hey, dude, I want to go film this vlog. Do you want to go and just have some fun and film this vlog with me? And he's always down, which is super awesome. And we went to in Atlanta every year. There's a, uh, a staged haunted house called Netherworld. So uh, I, I go every year. And uh, that's that's the one that you were talking about earlier. Uh, yeah, it was just super fun. So Morgan and I went out and we hung out. And we paid money for people to jump out of dark places and scream in our face. <laughs> and uh, it was fun. That was very fun. That was very fun. Um, so yeah, you've been doing it for over a year. Do you have a favorite? Do you have a favorite vlog that you've done? Oh man, there have been so many. Um, I'm still pretty proud of that first vlog, uh, just because it was the one that really broke the ice, and it was essentially me going on a hunt for a Star Wars action figure. <laughs> That's all it was. <laughs> and I'm really, whenever my wife and I got married, we got married on a Disney cruise, and. I vlogged our entire cruise trip and then our honeymoon trip at Disney World after. So those are fun. But I think the one that I've probably put the most work into was one I did this past February. I went to a, a town in North Georgia. It's called Roswell, Georgia. 
And Roswell has this really uh, notorious reputation for being one of the most haunted towns in North Georgia. So I went and I did a vlog on all of the alleged ghost stories associated with the town. And that was one of the ones where I kind of like took the entire day and I just set up these camera shots with my phone. And I don't think I've done that much since, but that's the one that that I went out all day and uh, it took me a while to edit. And that's probably the one I'm probably most proud of. I wish it got more views, but that's the one I think I put the most work into. I uh, I remember that one. I remember that one. It was very educational. And yeah, you could tell that you were very into it, that you were very, I mean, you come from a, obviously a history background. So that's, that's kind of your bread and butter. I am. Um, I'm sorry. I hear footsteps up above me. The dog is going nuts upstairs. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, I totally forgot what I was going to say now. No, I did look down and I saw, do you know how many viewers we have right now? You're going to be mind blown. How much? Zero. Oh, <laughs> Oof. I think the counter might be broken though. I think there oh, might okay. be many more people watching than that. Yeah. Maybe at least by uh, maybe at least 0.5 people. <laughs> so, um, so you are originally from New Orleans, though, right? Yeah. Is that where you were? Yeah, I was born in uh, – actually, I'm from south of New Orleans. It's a small town called Homa, Louisiana. And it was one. it's one of those towns that's small enough that you're liable to be living next door to your cousin. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we are the last stop before you are officially, quote, unquote, down the bayou. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was a little bit of a buffer. I think there was like a smaller town that was a buffer between us and and super down the bayou, but we were we were close. And that's where you grew up. Did you when at what point did you move to the Atlanta area? Um, <clears throat> I moved to Atlanta in ninety seven. Yeah, ninety seven. Uh, so I was it's like fourteen. Yeah, my mom got remarried, and the guy that she remarried lived up here, and I moved up here, and I'm glad I did. Uh, because I feel like I would have been a completely different person had I stayed where I was. I now have a new respect for that entire area, retrospectively. Um, but I, but yeah, no, I, I miss it. Um, I miss m some aspects more than others. Um, but I also feel like I wouldn't be, I probably wouldn't be here talking to to you about vlogging. Like I, I. Don't think I would have become done started vlogging. I don't. I definitely would have wouldn't have met my wife. I it would have just been a completely different life had I not moved up to Atlanta. So that's very interesting. Yeah, it's wonderful that you did. But yeah, you know, there's something about getting out of your uh, out of your hometown and your comfort zone to make you really appreciate life and appreciate what you had before. And um, like when you speak about vlogging too, that was a huge thing that you touched on was the fact that once you committed yourself to it it forced you to get out of the house and to experience life. And um, that's like a very important thing. I think people can take something from that is to force yourself to go out and do something and to commit yourself to something because it's really easy to get comfortable and to just want to lay around all day and watch TV and to right. do nothing. And that's wow. That's one of the easiest things in the world, but to have that commitment and to force yourself, I mean, it's, it's rewarding in the long run, much more than doing nothing all day. Right. I've actually been kind of lazy the last couple days because I, I feel like it's been almost two weeks since I uploaded my last vlog. And I've, I also just haven't had anything in the docket. I, uh, you know, I work two jobs and then I kind of do this in my spare time. And like my, 
my channel isn't monetized, so I'm not having any kind of money roll in. So I'm essentially just doing it for one, I'm doing it for fun. And two, I'm doing it for the experience. And uh, some some days it's super easy to just go, I'm going to go do this and vlog this for three hours and whittle it down to 15 minutes or 10 minutes. But I can tell you these last two weeks I've been like, I am just so exhausted. <laughs> I'm just going to okay. film. I hope everyone's in the mood for a trip to Target because that's what's going to be what I'm going to vlog. And they are and they will be because they enjoy you and and. I think you could, you know, you could take them on a walk around the block and they would enjoy it. But I think that's, it's really important to, uh, cause there's gotta be people listening who obviously have that certain itch for something may, whether it, I always say, whether it's baking or drawing or whatever it is, the thing that you love to do or that you'd like to do, but you put off. And what I found is, and you've seen this journey with me in the podcast as far as, Oh, he's gone away for four months. Hey, he's back now. <laughs> Hey, listen, I, I want you to know that I am super excited anytime I see whatever <laughs> iteration of your podcast pop up in my my podcast feed for uh for whatever week you upload it. Like the other day when I saw that you uploaded a new one and uh and I did notice that the name did change again. <laughs> so, but I, I think that's fine though. Like I like whenever I started the vlog. I had no idea what it was going to be or what it was going to turn out to be. And to be honest with you, almost two years later, I'm still kind of like that. Like I'll, I'll sometimes I do commit myself to going out and doing a thing, but sometimes I'm like, I have no idea what I'm going to film this week and I'm just going to, I'm just going to whatever. So like, all right, here it goes. So, um, yeah, I enjoy whatever version of whatever podcast you, you put out. Well, thank so. you. I appreciate that. Jordan has been an amazing support uh, through this whole thing. And uh, yeah, he's been very supportive and, and made me want to get up and do it when I didn't feel like doing it. And But I guess that's the point is I announced on the podcast last week that I left my radio job. And so now, obviously, I do have more time to do the podcast. And but one thing I've learned is when you stick with something, the momentum keeps going and it doesn't take much for you to fall off. Like you said, it's been a couple weeks since you've done a vlog. It's a little harder to get back into it. There's something to be said for, I guess, forcing yourself into consistency where I recorded a podcast the other day and then immediately got a fire under me and talked to Jordan and said, Hey, do you want to be on it? Which by the way, we've talked about doing a podcast together for well over a year now. This is the yeah, first time it's actually happened. Um, but I, I guess what I'm getting at is, is the sticking with the momentum and the forcing yourself. There's something to be said for that because once you do stop doing something, it's harder to get yourself back into it. It's, it's, it's a weird, it's a very weird thing. This whole journey of, of learning consistency and creativity and productivity. And um, I don't know if I'm making any sense right now, but I, I guess for the person listening, I'm trying to tell them that forcing yourself <laughs> is a good thing right and it's okay if you don't it's totally okay if you don't but there's a momentum that happens once you start doing it and and it's easy to uh to lose that momentum does that make sense no that totally makes sense and um i you know it's funny you say that because there are a couple of vlogs that popped into my mind about like whenever i went out and i did them whenever i didn't want to do them uh there were two and it they're oddly interconnected to one another too um there was just one Sunday where I hadn't filmed anything and I was supposed to meet a buddy for dinner in a, a nearby town uh, 
here uh, called Marietta, Georgia. Uh, Mar Marietta is pretty popular and it's got a nice town square. And uh, he lives right off the square. And I said, you know, let's let's walk to dinner and then I'll just film some stuff and then we can just do whatever. And that'll be the vlog. And he's like, OK, that's fine. And uh, so, like, I made myself take my phone out of my pocket and film stuff about stuff that I knew around around the town square. And then I ended up starting to talk about this one building called the Kennesaw House, which is uh, pretty. It's now the Marietta Museum of History, but uh, it's it's pretty notorious. I don't know if uh, if you or any of your listeners are well versed in Civil War history. Uh, but there was a train called the general that was stolen from the union or stolen by the union from the Confederacy at this, uh, at this location. Cause it's right on the, the railroad tracks. Uh, Disney actually made a movie about this called the great locomotive, uh, chase. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like back in the sixties it's, I mean, there are liberties taken. So it's like 1960s Disney. So it's, it's. It's not the most historically accurate thing, but anyway, like, so I just started talking about it and then I went on my, I went about my business and then, uh, a week or two later, maybe it was even a month later, I didn't have anything to vlog, but that train, the general is actually on display at another local museum, not too far from there. So I went, I made myself get out of the house and go, you know, paid the $8 admission and just made a video at that museum. And I tied the two vlogs together really nice. And then I was doing a little bit more research on some of the guys who uh, took part in, in the chase. And now I have an idea for another vlog, but that's all the way on the other side of Atlanta. So I kind of have to wait to go and just make sure I get it done how I want to get it done. But it was just really weird that this one day of not wanting to do it, but I went out and did it turned into like two to three more vlogs. Yeah, that's amazing. See, that's a beautiful thing. That's what I'm talking about. And um, yeah, sometimes I feel like when I say these things, uh, I'm preaching to myself more than anyone, but I hope someone listening gets something out of yeah. that because that's kind of where the magic happens. There's There's been so many months went by where I thought, oh, I should record a podcast. Yeah, maybe tomorrow. <laughs> maybe but tomorrow. at the same time, yeah, no, I get that. But at the same time, if you're not feeling it, you're not feeling You know, there there is something to be said where if like, if you're not in the mood and you turn something out, then it's probably going to show that you weren't in the mood and that you weren't caring at the time. Because I know that there have been some vlogs where I was like, ah, eh, whatever, I'm just going to film something. And I can tell you that I don't get a lot of views on those. But uh, again, I'm also comparing my views to people who just consistently go to Disney World where they have like thousands <laughs> of views per video. And I'm like, no, I'm just small town North Georgia. So hopefully if I get 20 views, I think I'm doing something right. No, you, yeah, you have a very good point there. Um, you also delve into the wonderful world of the paranormal and yeah. I, I'm, I'm very intrigued by this. I don't know. What do you have an exact title? Cause I don't know if, if, if uh, no, I, I actually, whenever, cause we give a lot of, um, you know, I'm on a team paranormal Georgia investigations and, uh, you know, it's, it's something that we're interested in and it's, we go about as scientific, go about it as scientifically as we can. I mean, I could probably go off on an hour of just the paranormal and the paranormal community and how we investigate. I'll try to keep keep it a Cliff's Notes version. I, I always prefer the term paranormal investigator as opposed to ghost hunter, just because, I mean, we get the term ghost hunter because that was, that was the name of the television show. And that's yeah. how everybody, like, 
a lot of people's first introduction were the dudes from sci-fi channel on the show ghost hunters but the way i whenever we give library talks i always say you know when i prefer the term paranormal investigator because if i use the term hunting i feel like if i'm if i say hunting uh that implies that i'm doing something for either sport or necessity ah and i don't need to eat a ghost <laughs> so so uh if i use the term paranormal investigator i'm really interested in the or it implies that i'm interested in the inquiry like the hows the whys the what's the wins the where's and <laughs> I, I, the, the, the just the phrase i don't need to eat a ghost <laughs> yeah, sorry very, it needs to be on a t-shirt it's very poetic All right uh I, you know it's some i said the same joke on a to somebody else recently and then they they immediately asked is that how demonic possession happens <laughs> and i couldn't stop laughing i was like but well listen wow, i, I can it. neither confirm or deny um <laughs> so yeah and um, again you know we we try to work as well within the scientific method as we can there's a lot of people on in the paranormal community who are staunch on the scientific side and staunch on the metaphysical side and you know the the counter argument for trying to be scientific from the metaphysical side is, well, you're not dealing with something science can explain. You're, you're not dealing with something scientific. You're dealing with something spiritual. And if it's something spiritual, then it's not going to abide by your rules of science. And that's, you know, I'm not going to say that those people are wrong, but at the same time, if I, I need to have evidence to prove that something in the paranormal, not doesn't only exist, but just happened. Sure. So, uh, I have to keep it within the realm of the scientific method. Otherwise the credibility of not only myself, but also my team. And then a huge chunk of the paranormal field goes, goes down. If I don't keep it within the scientific method. Um, I'm not saying that the scientific method is the best thing for, or the, or that the paranormal community has, but it's the, it's the best it's got at the moment. Of so course. It, like, yeah, like I, you know, when you use the scientific method, you have a hypothesis, you test your hypothesis, you retest it, you study the results, and then you hand off all of your information to be peer reviewed, and then your peers will test your hypothesis, so on and so forth, until finally like, oh yeah, no, all of these hypotheses are true. We can, you can't do that in the paranormal. It's very hard to do that because we're, we're client-based. So if somebody has activity in their house, they can call us, and then we'll go and we'll investigate. But very rarely do we ask to, or are, are we asked to come back? So we lose our lab. Like we don't have a laboratory to consistently conduct experiments in. So anytime we investigate, it's potentially in a quote unquote different laboratory because it's a different client's home. Have you considered, are you guys maybe tracking mud in the house? Do you think that's why you're not asked to come back? Uh, that could be it. <laughs> I haven't, I can either confirm or deny. I always try to wipe my feet before entering a home. So. Maybe you've left it smelling gassy. No, I understand. Completely. It's that not me. Sense. One of our other investigators, maybe, but not me. That's the best way to do it, though, the scientific method. Or it would seem. Obviously, if you're making a TV show, that's not the best way to do it because you probably would have uh, – you'd be lacking for some material. But mm -hmm. do you have any any circumstances or any situations that stick out in your head, a, a couple maybe spooky ones that that stick out in your head like, wow, this was this was quite an experience, this thing we saw or felt or heard? There was one every so we every once in a while we'll actually pull our money together and we'll go on a quote unquote fun investigation. 
Which your place uh, will go to a place that has you know a notorious reputation for being potentially haunted, and we'll pay the like the overnight fee to just hang out and investigate. We've done this twice. We've done this once with, or a couple times actually, specifically with Waverly Hills Sanatorium, which is a an old tuberculosis hospital in Louisville, Kentucky. And we've done this three times at a place that you can no longer go, just on the other side of Chattanooga. There's a town called Old South Pittsburgh, South Pittsburgh, Tennessee, and uh, they have a they have a hospital called Old South Pittsburgh Hospital. Uh, it's no longer in use, and uh, the people who are running it are no longer allowed to be able to have people investigate just because the building isn't up to code anymore. But I can tell you. I've experienced a lot of things I can't explain at Old South Pittsburgh, Tennessee. We actually caught a video of a door opening by itself. And I'm not talking about a door lightly being breezed open. I'm talking about a heavy, giant hospital-grade door that was fully latched shut. Wow. And you hear the door handle click open and the door slowly goes backwards and hits the wall a couple times. And what's really interesting was it, it was a door that we couldn't keep open. Because there were claims that this door would shut by itself. So we would close it or we would open it all the way. And then nothing, like it would just kind of like slowly start to like go towards the latch. So it wasn't, we, we had debunked that it wasn't something closing it. It was that it, the door's weight was causing it to close. So we shut the door. We're like, well, if it's not going to do anything, we might as well just shut it and not even deal with it. So we shut it, and I pushed the pushed on the door after it latched to make sure it was shut. So I know for a fact that the the latch hit the little door handle or the door handle latched. And then like a minute later, you hear it click, and then the door just opened. Really? Yeah. When that, when that happens, are, are, do you do a little duty in your pants? Do you do? No. You, are you scared? Are you? So, no, I, I, we were actually really happy. We have video of this. And if you go to our website, paranormalgeorgia.com, uh, and look under evidence video, um, you can find it. But it was it was the first piece of video evidence that we ever caught. And we had been investigating as a team about seven years at that point. So video evidence is like super rare. So that's our first time we ever caught anything on camera. So when you listen to the video... We're all cheering because something actually happened. Yeah, I bet. This is an exciting moment. It was very exciting. It was super exciting. So, but I mean, I can I can sit here and talk about paranormal like for another hour or two. Just man, just the stuff that we've done and whatnot. We um, and I do know you have, you you have to uh, get going in a little bit because you do have. Is it, do you have a paranormal uh, thingy going on tonight? Yeah, I do. I do actually have an investigation with my team tonight at a uh, client's home. In. An investigation would be the proper way to say it, Gino, not a paranormal. Yeah. Um, no, you're right. fine. A paranormal thing is fine. But we're well. This means we're definitely going to have you on for another episode where we do delve into that uh, even more. But quickly, other than ghosts, do you, do you investigate any other uh, paranormal activities, Bigfoots, UFOs, or anything like that? Um, I have. There are some people on my team that are really into it. Um. We have a guy who is a, a Sasquatch. Uh, I don't want to say hunter, but I guess the, I guess hunter is actually the kind of phrase you would use for him. But a, a Sasquatch enthusiast. How about that? Okay. 
Um, and then there's some a person or two on our team who's interested in ufology. Um, I I tend to enjoy ghosts just because. I mean, I, I my my vlog is called Jordan Gasly for a reason. Um, I've just always enjoyed ghost stories. Growing up, fictitious ghost stories like M.R. James is probably one of my favorite ghost story authors. And just hearing stories of like ghosts are real and then having my 10 year old mind go, what? (laughs) And yeah, and just kind of like hearing stories and folklore and mythology about ghost stories growing up. That's really where my interest lies. So whenever I do the vlog, my name, Jordan Gasly, comes from my love of just the idea of ghost stories. But whenever I investigate, it's actually just Jordan, the guy, it's not Jordan, the vlogger. So it's, I, I try not to cross the streams very often between the two reference. Exactly. So, (laughs) um, I love it. Yeah. No, remind me and maybe we'll have you on before Christmas, but this just reminded me of you posted a wonderful, Uh, written essay last year, I think before Christmas, regarding it was ghosts in the history of Christmas. What or was it? Um, it was the Victorian tradition of telling ghost stories at Christmas. Yes, yes. So, and there's a lot of lot of interesting stuff that that kind of ties into it, uh, which also really explains the line in Andy Williams' most wonderful time of the year. Uh, there'll be scary ghost stories and tales of the glories of Christmas is long, long ago. And that actually stems from the Victorian tradition of telling ghost stories on Christmas Eve. So it, the world needs to know that because how funny is it that we sing that line every year and no one ever goes, wait a second. What exactly? I never thought about it. And so you mentioned it and it what an odd line, but now in context, it makes complete sense. Yeah. And the way that the ghost story comes around is also kind of tied to like the, the Victorian culture of England and the industrial revolution and how things were changing. It's, it's a, it's fascinating. It's, I, I'm not happy with how I edited the essay. So I'm actually wanting to go back and rewrite it and make it a little bit more coherent. So, but I'll save that for, for another, I'll save that story for another day. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right. Before we go, but now that this should got my mind on it talking about paranormal things and ghosts and things like that do you have any um any opinions on psychics and psychic mediums and things like that because this has been a an object of my interest for for the past i would say a couple months man i will tell you right now that there are more people who claim to be psychic or psychic mediums than there are people who actually are i've met loads and loads of people who are who claim to be intuitive or claim to have a quote unquote sixth sense. I mean, we're talking about in the hundreds and I feel like I maybe only trust two of them. Agreed. Whether or not. And and I don't know. Right. I mean, depending on who you talk to, there are some people who say that everybody has this ability and that it's just more prominent in people who want to pay attention to it versus people who don't want to pay attention to it. Uh, I can tell you right now, I have the, uh, intuition of a rock, so, <laughs> like, um, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like there are probably some legitimate, uh, claims to, to people having the ability, but I'm not one of them. And it's hard to put myself in another person's shoes because I can easily say that I'm a psychic medium and you just kind of have to take my word for it. It's true. It's, uh, like, it's something you can't cancel out completely. Obviously you have to have an open mind to it and, and you don't know 
what someone else is experiencing, like you said, but I would I would be willing to wager a bet that the vast majority of those people have just learned a skill where it's, you know, they, they know how to cold read you. They know how to uh, mm-hmm. throw things out there. Oh, I'm getting an M. I'm getting an M. And, oh, oh my, my Aunt Mary. And it's, it's, it's right. very, they're just throwing things out there and seeing what sticks. And you, in the end, your mind only remembers the thing that was correct. And you cancel out the four things they said that had no bearing. And uh, it's very interesting. And I've, I've wrestled with it the more I kind of research it and think about it and read about it. It's the ultimate question is these the charlatans and the ones who are making it all up, are they bad people for taking your money and for, for doing that? Or are they providing a comfort to people who, who need it? You know, it's a, it's kind of an interesting thing to think yeah. about. It's it's funny you mention that because like the slogan on our website is, you know, we we want to ease your fears with fact, not fiction. And that's <clears throat> we will never lie to a client. If they're scared, when they call us and contact us, they're more than likely very scared of what's going on. And one, they just kind of want somebody to talk to. And two, they want somebody to think that you're want somebody to say, listen, you're not crazy. Cause they're always like, you're going to think I'm crazy. I'm like, well, no, we've heard some stuff. You're fine. Um, but also like ultimately at the end of the day, it's helping the client. Like we're not interested in being on TV. It's just an interest that we all have. We don't want to be on TV for this. Um, you know, so if we can help somebody ease their fears about what may or may not be going on in their home, then that's kind of the end goal for us. That's the most honorable way to do it. I think, I think you guys do a great thing. I love it. I love the slogan. What was the slogan again? We want uh, to hear- let's ease your mind with facts, not fiction. Beautiful. So, so the vlog, once it, tell everybody where they can find you and okay. social media yeah. and uh, everything. Sure. Uh, social media, you can find me at on Twitter at Jordan Gasly. You can find me on Instagram at Jordan Gasly. And you can find me on YouTube if you just search Jordan Gasly. It should be the only Jordan Gasly channel that pops up. Uh, but if you want to find Paranormal Georgia Investigations, you can go to Twitter at Paranormal underscore GA. You can look up Paranormal Georgia Investigations on uh, Facebook. Or you can just go to our website, ParanormalGeorgia.com. Beautiful. And then uh, the podcasts. You're, you're oh, yeah. I do like 900 of those, don't I? Um, <laughs> I do a couple of Disney podcasts, one of which is called The Mickey Mutineers. It's a very not safe for work uh, podcast. So if you have kiddos running around or if you're listening in, a, in an office place, uh, probably not the best one. But uh, it's it, it's a whole bunch of like grownups, you know, dropping F-bombs every once in a while talking about Disney <laughs> Uh, I do a little bit more of a family-friendly show called Disney at a Distance, and there's like 12 of us on that podcast, I think. Um, it's It gets a little chaotic at times. Um, I say 12. It's probably more like seven or eight. Um, and then I do another show on and off called Drunken Diz Twits, where it's a live vlogcast on YouTube. And uh, the people that I do the do the vlogcast with, we watch a Disney movie. And then we just talk about it over drinks. I like it. So I like it. What's the name of that one again? Drunken Diz Twits. And that oh. you just you can just type in Drunken Diz Twits on YouTube and find it. <clears throat> I gotta check that one out. I didn't boy, you're really you're really all over the place here. Yeah, and I listen, I try to keep myself busy because if I if I don't, then that could get dangerous. That's very true. 
Jordan, yeah, I could talk to you forever, but you do have to go. And we're definitely going to have you back sometime soon because there's so much more I would like to jump into. But I appreciate you so much. Yeah. Thanks for having that. me on, man. I appreciate it. Oh, man, it was a blast. And thank you for helping me out. And don't hang up just yet when we end this because I'm going to need your assistance to, to make sure I don't screw anything up here. Uh, <laughs> no, you're fine. By the way, everybody, this whole live, this whole thing was streamed live on YouTube. We'll be doing that again. So uh, we'll have more than zero viewers maybe next time. And uh, <laughs> Apple iPod, whatever the hell it's called, Apple Podcast, Spotify, we're everywhere. We're freaking everywhere. Jordan, thank you so much for doing this. And that's it. Everyone have a lovely day. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Take it easy. All right. So now. All right. So you can hit in broadcast.